So our pharmacy, the actual dispensary itself, is located in the middle of the store. We've gone back and designed on our blueprints multiple times the unique dispensing pods to allow a close and intimate consultation or conversational area with our patients. It's centrally located so that if we need to collaborate with other pharmacists in the store, we're able to do that. If we need to be able to talk about our professional services and recommend these services, they are in walking distance. And also it's located next to the more traditional sort of over-the-counter items available there. So it's about increasing the access to really good, high-quality healthcare and making sure that each and every interaction is able to improve a patient health outcomes. Hi, I'm Chetna Patel from Harding's 24-Hour Pharmacy in Annerley, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PDCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. A major financial investment with minimal immediate return is often the price that is necessary to pay to help future-proof community pharmacy in today's business environment. This was the view taken by Harding's 24-hour pharmacy, Annalee, in Brisbane, when it made the decision to undergo a major revamp and open 24 hours, seven days a week. This investment is clearly already helping Harding's to make their mark as one of the leading community pharmacies in Australia. Today, I'm speaking with Chetna Patel, pharmacist and co-manager of Harding's 24-hour pharmacy, and this year's Guild Pharmacy of the Year category winner of Excellence in Professional Innovation, proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Care Pharmaceuticals and sponsor QCPP. In the show, we discuss the journey that Harding's Pharmacy has taken to future-proof the business and strengthen the pharmacy's commitment to providing innovative professional services to the community. Here's Chetna. Welcome to the show, Chetna. Firstly, congratulations on being named the 2019 Guild Pharmacy of the Year in the category of Excellence in Professional Innovation. It's been a while since the award ceremony at APP. How did the team and the wider community react to the accolade when you got back after the conference? Oh, thank you for having us on the show. Uh, our team was absolutely thrilled and excited for the win. Um, it's obviously just given our team recognition for all the hard work and dedication that we've been doing for a number of years. Um, obviously, Harding Pharmacy has been in the Annalee community for a number of years, and this hard work and dedication from our highly skilled pharmacists is being recognised and our community loves the fact that they're also part of our team. So it's been a wonderful experience for everybody um, and we've just got so much more enthusiasm and excitement for the years ahead. I could see at the conference that you guys were certainly pumped and the smiles were big and I'm sure that they were reflected when you got back after the conference. Now, Chetna, the category of excellence in professional innovation recognises pharmacies that have identified a meta gap in the provision of health in their area and even are collaborating with other healthcare providers to address those gaps. And I guess the most obvious way that Harding's has met a gap is in moving to 24-hour trading. I'm curious how the initial discussions occurred after someone said, maybe we should be a 24-hour pharmacy and how you moved through to a yes with some of the things that you discussed and the challenges and and no doubt in a nice way, maybe disagreed with each other on? The 24-hour pharmacy model was something that 
um, not only myself, management, the proprietor, but also our staff uh, noticed. We were getting increasingly busy during the opening and closing of our more sort of traditional business hours. Um, we could see that there was a need in the community. We have excellent um, hospitals nearby, a wonderful home doctor service available in Brisbane. Um, unfortunately, the need, uh, the availability for having prescriptions dispensed just wasn't there. Um, we're also very busy in all our lifestyles. So unfortunately, medical care and um, health doesn't stop um, overnight. Um, it's not a nine-to-five business. And obviously, just moving towards a more sort of holistic approach to being able to provide services to our community. So listening, feeling, and just having a look to see what our community needed is where we sort of began that 24-hour trading uh, model. So from those initial discussions through to a, yes, okay, let's do it, let's be a 24-hour pharmacy, how did the pharmacy evolve from, as you said, those traditional business hours to what it is today, open 24 hours a day, including a 24-hour model that actually works rather than just, hey, we're open 24 hours? Luckily, it sort of coincided with a shop refit we started to uh, plan and develop a few years ago. Um, And obviously, we had outgrown the space that we were uh, initially in. Uh, When we looked at the model, we sort of saw what the community needed. There was an operation for 24 hours to happen. Um, Obviously, we sort of speak to our uh, local allied health professionals, hospitals, and also the home doctor services, um, seeing what, what are, where else we could meet that gap in the community. Um, obviously, it was a huge financial risk um, that we were willing to take. Uh, obviously, being a unique model, uh, we've been able to differentiate ourselves from the other sort of uh, pharmacies and services available in our community and actually bring everyone together um, to create a sort of a health hub for our, our community. You have mentioned that the transformation into a 24-hour pharmacy has taken an enormous investment. And off-air, when you and I were chatting, you have mentioned that it's provided minimal financial return so far. So why did you make the decision to take the path? Because obviously, it wasn't a straightforward discussion around investment and then immediate return in, say, a 12-month period. Obviously, we decided to differentiate ourselves from what already was present in our community, Um, and that being a service-based model um, and recognising that pharmacy is an evolving industry and we need to stay current with what's happening in the industry. Um, Utilising the skill set of our pharmacists, um, we have a a wonderful group of pharmacists here who have a varied background in where they've come from, where they've studied, um, their experiences with both um, community and hospital. Um, We've also been able to have uh, pharmacists that have upskilled to become diabetes educators um, and work in specialised niche areas such as medicinal cannabis. Um, And so utilising those sort of skill sets of our community and working alongside the doctors, allied healthcare and also the home doctor service to provide a service-based model, which is um, what our community was asking for. We want to stand out from the crowd, you know, go above and beyond and provide services to our community 24 hours of the day. The pharmacy is clearly innovative and willing to take some risks. And you just spoke about your wonderful staff who have a wide range of experience and skills and background. But I imagine potentially having the wrong staff is a risk that you're not really willing to take. And I'm curious about how do you go 
about finding the right staff and ensuring that they too are as enthusiastic about delivering high quality primary health care as the managers and the owners? Your team is only as good as each individual person within that team. So over the years, we've developed a, a very unique recruitment process um, to identify those staff members who fit our model, um, obviously incorporating forward pharmacy and then obviously being interested in professional services, uh, meeting the expectations of our community, uh, being able to engage actively with the community um, and making sure that we're giving back to the community. So. We're truly a, a community pharmacy in a metropolitan area and being able to sort of develop that rapport over a number of years. Uh, pharmacy is a really uh, unique position where we have multiple interactions with uh, our community, um, more so than doctors do. And so we utilise those communications and that ability to be able to work with the community and try and um, engage with them and provide services that they really require. As well as the opening hours, Harding's has also enhanced the traditional Ford Pharmacy model. What does Ford Pharmacy look like at Harding's and what have you done to make that possible? We've been doing Ford Pharmacy for a number of years here. Um, uh, It's something that we really believe uh, helps to establish a great rapport with our customers, uh, gives our pharmacists time to actually provide that clinical knowledge on an individual basis. Um, We want to see pharmacists out in the shop being able to provide that interaction that um, often more traditional pharmacy models lack. So our pharmacy, uh, the actual dispensary itself, is located in the middle of the store. Uh, We've gone back and designed on our blueprints multiple times the unique dispensing pods, um, which allow uh, a close and intimate uh, consultation or conversational area um, with our patients. Um, centrally located so that if we need to collaborate with other pharmacists in the store, we're able to do that. Um, if we need to be able to talk about our professional services and recommend these services, they're in walking distance. Um, and also it's located um, next to the more traditional sort of over-the-counter uh, Uh, items available there. So it's about increasing the access to really good high quality healthcare um, and making sure that each and every interaction um, is able to be uh, able to sort of improve patient health outcomes. You spoke about the blueprint and the redesign and inclusion of well thought out consultation rooms has also enabled the pharmacy to establish some strong professional service offerings. In particular, I think you mentioned it earlier, the diabetes clinic, but you've also got a naturopath room and a vaccination clinic. How did you go about establishing these services and have they been well received by the community or was it a bit of a a punt and you weren't sure? Services that we've developed have obviously worked closely with our local allied health um, professionals. We've got a really good relationship with these doctors next door to us um, who've taken on board all our new services and can see where pharmacists are highly skilled members of a team approach to patient-centred care. Um, At the end of the day, it's making sure that our patients receive the best health outcomes and by doing so, these uh, new services that we've introduced um, have met the needs of our community. Our community has also changed over the years. Um, It's become a very mixed melting pot of different um, ethnic groups, uh, age groups, um, and different levels of health literacy. So it's really important that our pharmacists who have this unique ability to interact with uh, patients and members of the community on a regular basis utilise this and embrace the uh, 
ability to be able to engage and be able to share knowledge and help to deliver services and improve access to services, which may traditionally may not have been available previously. I would imagine that when you're having those conversations about the types of additional professional services that you can offer in those consultation rooms, you have to draw a line somewhere because you are limited by space and you may have to go and get some of those skills and and bring them in-house and maybe create partnerships with other health professionals in the area. I'm curious, out of the ones that you do offer, was there one or two that you thought, not really sure on that one, but it's proven really popular with your community? Probably one of the ones that have proven the best for our community is actually the vaccination service. Um, Being able to open up the access to a a timely service. So we're able to vaccinate Monday to Sunday, um, generally from most of our operational hours, so 8am till about 11pm at night. This is something that's not available uh, in a traditional pharmacy model uh, and also our doctors are happy for us to be able to fill in the gaps where they're unable to see patients due to um, pressures of consultation time limitations Um, and so it's been a great uh, support from our local prescribers to be able to refer them back to our our vaccination clinic. Our pharmacists have also had some really great interactions and feedback from customers and patients. liking the fact that they can come in at their own convenience, knowing that they're going to speak and have an interaction and have a service provided by a high quality uh, and highly trained pharmacist and be able to get some additional health advice. So rather than just being a one-stop shop for dispensing, we've sort of opened up those doors to showing people that pharmacy is more than a a dispensary um, and that we're able to provide additional support, education and services that's going to help them live a more healthier lifestyle. How did you educate your existing customer base that you were going to start offering these new services and even when they were available, trying to book people in and engage with people? Was that really easy for you and the team to do or was it hard? I think the forward pharmacy model um, and allowing us to spend time with our patients um, at dispensing and also at the -the over-the-counter consultations um, was of great value. Um, often patients come into chemists wanting one product, knowing and thinking Dr. Google is the answer to everything. Uh, but it's really important that they're able to sort of get some really high quality education. Um, and the layout of our pharmacies enable that to happen. Our pharmacists are readily available uh, in the centre of the store. So they're able to interact and mingle with customers, whether on a casual basis or a more informative uh, basis and having a consultation in one of our clinics. Um, the advice they're receiving is obviously of a high quality calibre and our patients really enjoy the fact that they get to sit down each and every time with a pharmacist and that gives them the time, that one-on-one quality time to be able to talk about these services and the pharmacists are then able to introduce these new services to them, provide a little bit more education about how it benefits them in an individualised way and most times our patients are willing to give it a go um, and that's been a really great factor with the Annerley community is that they're really open to doing different things and, and seeing the progression of pharmacy in the healthcare industry and understanding that um, our pharmacists are very highly skilled and uh, really important uh, members of the uh, healthcare team. Partnerships have been a, a relevant in 
important plank in in your success. And one of those partnerships, those collaborations that works really well is your relationship with the adjacent smart clinics. Can you tell us a little bit about that collaboration? We've been working with the uh, medical centre next door for many years. Um, obviously in our old uh, sort of layout and also in our new for, uh, layout with the robotic dispensing system. Uh, we have regular meetings with practice managers um, and also luncheons with the doctors next door, uh, giving them up-to-date information about what's happening in the pharmaceutical industry, uh, PBS changes, which they are really appreciative of, um, and also some information with regard to clinical guidelines and best practice. Um, often they're, as I mentioned before, they're sort of limited with time and consultation. So they're really happy to be able to refer to our pharmacists who are able to continue that uh, education um, in, a, in a timely and more sort of appropriate manner and um, be able to work side by side with each other. So it's been a great collaboration. And the fact that they understand that pharmacists can play their role, um, a really important role in patient-centered care and improving health outcomes, um, and increasing access to services which they may not be able to deliver fully um, with their limited capacity. You also have some strong ties to local universities. What do these relationships offer? What are the benefits to both the students but also to the pharmacy and the business? We love having our pharmacy placement students come through. It's really important for them to see a successful forward pharmacy model um, and giving them some sort of guidance as to where pharmacy is heading for the future. Uh, often they have placements and um, more sort of uh, discount chain pharmacies where they're sort of just unpacking stock and working behind a bench. Uh, we don't see this as where pharmacy is uh, heading for the future. It is more sort of an interactive basis of having conversations, providing high-quality services and making sure that patient-centred care is uh, provided at a high-quality level. So it's really important that our placement students see this happening and gives them a, an idea as to where their career could possibly lead. Um, it's also an opportunity for them to see that they can have a really successful career in pharmacy Often pharmacy is seen as a stepping stone to other careers such as medicine and we lose a lot of our very talented students to an industry. Um, and it's really important that we uh, show them that there's more to pharmacy than placing a label on a bottle, that they can have really good quality engagement, make real differences in patients' lives and really have a, a lifelong career in community pharmacy. Um, I'm also on the um, external advisory board um, for the University of Queensland um, and by being on this board, I'm able to provide a community perspective of what aspects of pharmacy practice should be included into the curriculum to prepare these students for delivering pharmacy services for the future. Um, so it's really important they get this regular feedback to make sure that their curriculum is up to date and um, producing really high quality students that are going to stay in the pharmacy, the community pharmacy industry for a very long time. You mentioned that external advisory board. That obviously gives you some some input and some influence into the, the curriculum, but I would imagine it also exposes you to some industry trends and, and topics and, and information that is beneficial to your business. And as such, would you recommend other pharmacists seek out opportunities like that to be involved outside of the pharmacy in the community? Definitely. Um the more information your, your business has in terms of what's happening in the industry, uh, community, research, um, 
development, um, PBS reforms, the better prepared you can be for providing high quality services. So being having more information is the best way to be prepared, um, making sure your staff are highly trained, uh, making sure they're all up to date with that information. Um, and it allows you to have a better understanding of what your community needs are. So I definitely would recommend that to uh, people to give it a go. Even participating in things like pilot projects are really important. Um, you may be a guinea pig for these um, pilot projects, <laughs> but you do have a say in the way things will eventually um, unfold and hopefully become part of legislation. So we've been fortunate enough to be able to be participating in a number of pilot projects, um, including the initial pilot project of vaccinating in Queensland. Um, so that's been a very successful model and as we've seen, it has now made lots of changes to the way we vaccinate, who we vaccinate and hopefully heading towards um, being part of the National Immunisation Program. So it's a really important aspect that we all participate and try and make things happen in our industry. So you have the right team and vision for the pharmacy, lots of great relationships and collaborations. How does the team foster innovation, either day-to-day or week-to-week, month-to-month? How do you come up with ideas? How are people encouraged to, to share them and, and how do you talk through and plan them and then ultimately, if they pass some tests, implement them? Are there any tips or insights that you can provide to those who are listening that might be wondering how to get started on some change and some innovation, even if it's only something small? I think the most important thing is actually listening to your staff. Um, Often proprietors or managers don't spend as much time on the shop floor interacting with the members of the community. And the staff are the ones that are listening and getting feedback from them. They have a feel of what's happening in the community. So listening to their ideas, um, planning them obviously, and, and having goals set in place so that everyone's in, on board. Um, it's really important to be transparent about what your goals are um, and making sure that each team member feels valued as into the input. Um, and again, just listening to your community, um, having a look to see what your community is evolving into, what services are currently available, where you can fit into those services without stepping on toes, um, and also just making sure that you're trying to bring all healthcare services together. So we're all working as one team. Um, I think that's a really important aspect in community pharmacy that uh, we're available for the whole community. The pharmacy is clearly dedicated to innovation and providing a health hub to the community. You've opened 24 hours. It's a big bite to take and a lot to chew on. But what do you guys have your eyes on next or or what are some of those big ideas that that you are talking about that you might implement for the future? Oh, look, any sort of professional services-based model is continuously evolving. I think it's really important, though, that you take some time to step back and have a look to see how these services are working for your community, uh, making sure you've done the appropriate research um, with the changing times and making sure you're staying current and relevant to what's happening in the pharmacy industry. Um, For ourselves, I think we're going to be spending the next couple of uh, years looking at developing what we've already got here, um, establishing these more, uh, working closely alongside um, our current allied healthcare professionals. Um, Another area that we're really interested in, which we're quite excited about, is obviously increasing the scope of practice for pharmacists and being part of that pilot project for pharmacists prescribing in Queensland. I think it's really important that 
um, we start to recognise the true value of what pharmacists can offer um, in terms of knowledge and skills and that we can work truly work alongside our uh, GP practices, um, our nurses, our uh, physiotherapists and making sure that we really do provide holistic um, health outcomes for all our patients. Chetna Patel from Harding's 24-hour pharmacy in Annerley, Queensland. Congratulations again on winning 2019 Guild Pharmacy of the Year in the category of Excellence in Professional Innovation. Thank you for spending some time with us and sharing your insights into what has helped you achieve your success so far. Thanks for having us on the show. What an inspiring journey and a great example of how pharmacy has adapted to both the current challenges and for the future viability and sustainability of the business. Harding's focus on professional services, innovation and exceptional customer service has ensured that they not only serve the needs of their patients, but that they are recognised as a dynamic community health hub. The Guild also recognises the need for community pharmacies to embrace innovation to ensure viability and long-term sustainability. The Guild CP2025 Framework for Change publication outlines nine growth pathways to help inform future business strategies, one of which is community health hubs. If you would like more information about the framework and the nine growth pathways, visit guild.org.au forward slash CP2025. And if you're interested in applying for the 2020 Guild Pharmacy of the Year Award, proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Care Pharmaceuticals and sponsor QCPP, entries are now open. Simply go to guild.org.au forward slash news hyphen events forward slash guild hyphen awards forward slash pharmacy hyphen of hyphen the hyphen year. Until next time, I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 22 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.